This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Welcome. Yes. You heard the announcer. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. So many stories uh, to get to today. I'm not really sure where to start. I'm kind of off kilter uh, driving in today. I'm about halfway to the studios between my my home and the studios, and I realize I don't have my phone. For some reason, I walked out of the house today without my lifeline, and I about I I, you know, I don't know what happened. Was up, I was going, I just, there it sits. I know where it's sitting. It's right there where I pick it up every day. And I came close to turning around. I was about halfway. So, I mean, it, <laughs> if you've ever forgotten something and you're halfway to your destination and you realize, oh, you got to go back. And it's not bad going back, but then turning around once you picked up what you forgot and going back to your other destination is the longest ride ever. So I thought, oh, all right, doesn't matter. Don't need my phone. I can I can make it for a few hours without my phone. But I'm starting to get withdrawal sweats right now. Okay. I mean, I, it doesn't matter that I have my la- a laptop in front of me. I have a desktop in front of me. doesn't matter. I have two landlines to the right of me. doesn't matter any of that. I don't have my, my cell phone, my phone, my lifeline, my handheld computer. So a little shaky, a little shaky today. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. All right, let's start with uh, thanking everyone, including you, that wished me a happy birthday yesterday. Yes, yes, it was my birthday. 
I love how uh, all the Facebook and Twitter posts uh, wishing me happy birthday uh, gave me different ages, ranging from you know eight hundred years of age to ninety nine. I mean, even my daughter, the cake that we ended up using with cake and cupcakes from her last night was happy two hundredth. <laughs> I, I I I really do love that. Um, very few people know my exact age. I don't know. I just it's a, it started out as a kind of a silly joke, and now I just I don't want anyone to know. I mean, even you know the guy that runs this joint, Glenn Beck. He doesn't know. He kills him. Kills him. Now look, they all have a pretty good idea, right? I mean, including my kids. But my kids, <laughs> they are under threat of real harm if they say anything. I I, I remember uh, my wife telling me a story. The kids and uh, and her were at uh, at the Beck household. I'm not allowed there for some reason, and so uh, my so-called friend Glenn Beck gets my son. Maximus off to the side says so hey uh, how how old is your dad really okay Mr. on the sly and my son I love him um, I can't tell you that <laughs> my dad will kill me <laughs> <laughs> Now, look, I might not kill them, right? It's all what they think will happen, not what will really happen. But life life would change dramatically for that child. You know, age is a funny thing. I don't know. It really is. I mean, how old would you be if you didn't know how old you were? Do you know the answer to that? I think about that all the time. Because you're 8,000 years old. How many lifetimes have you lived? You know, I say this to people and they look at me like, what are you talking about? Um, That seems like four lifetimes ago. But how many lifetimes have you lived personally? Because I was figuring, I may have to write a book. Uh, I figure that every six, seven, eight, about seven or eight, Every seven or eight years is a different lifetime. Things change. Everything changes in your life. Every seven or eight years. Right around in there. Now just think about it. I was thinking about, uh, okay, so uh, we moved from, uh, for me personally, uh, you know, we moved from the farm into the city. Um, I was 14, Right. Double seven, uh, when my dad passed away. So it was another lifetime, starting a new lifetime. Uh, my oldest son was born when I was 28, right? So, I mean, it's another lifetime. Uh, just that, just a few examples of, you know, my point. But so no matter how many years you've been alive, every, you know, seven or so years, different lifetime, the new lifetime, new lifetime. 
Everything changes. So, anyway, thank you. Thank you for all the birthday wishes. You're all very kind, and I appreciate it. It means a lot. I don't, I don't like to have to celebrate birthdays, but it's, you know, it's a big deal for many humans here on Earth. So, thank you. I appreciate it. It's the thought. I know. I know. It means we're thinking of you and that we love you, Jeff. I know. I know. I said thank you. I mean that. Okay? Got it? Okay. And then, am I, uh, I gave you the quote, how old would you be if you didn't know how old you were? But a couple of my favorite quotes that uh, you can take with you today. Okay? One from George Eliot. It's never too late to be what you might have been. And one from George Bernard Shaw. We don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. Think about it. This is the Blaze Radio Network, the Jeff Fisher Show. Thank you so much. We have so much to get to today. There's a lot of really cool stuff. You know, I, I'm, ty- I'm tiring of some of the big stories, so we may have to just blow right by them because some of those big stories are maddening. So we may just have to get caught up on some of those stories that slide under the radar of the big stories. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can uh, use that if you want to participate in the show. If not, sit back, pour yourself a nice hot cup of coffee, light up a nice cigarette, sit down, and get ready to enjoy the show. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now now ask how you can save up to 50 percent on washer and dryer coverage just call 1-800-686-3910 that's 1-800-686-3910 again 1-800-686-3910 call now the jeff fisher show Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can always follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA. Uh, Instagram, JeffyMRA. Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. You've got uh, Mike Opelka, Pure Opelka, coming up immediately following this broadcast today. 
Uh, then uh, we'll give you a little uh, little rewind of uh, Jay Severin right into Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, and Joe Pags all live, all right here on the Blaze Radio Network. And as you know, uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm tiring. I can't. I'm tiring of the the election. Uh, you know the primaries, but the big one coming up in Iowa on Monday. And I didn't go to Iowa with uh, you know with the other three Dingleberries. Um, they're all Glenn Pat and Stu are all in Iowa, and uh, I thought about it. I thought, oh, I don't know. do I want to go to Iowa? Really? It's going to be in the seventies here in Texas. I want to go to Iowa where it's just and it's cold, and they're going to all these cities. They're going to be driving, and uh, ugh. now that having been said, it'd be it would it'll be it would be fun. Uh, parts of it anyway, but uh, I opted for Dallas, Texas, and we've got the big, uh, so we, you can follow, you know, what's happening, and of course, on Glenn's Facebook page and what's going on in Iowa, and, you know, he's there for, uh, you know, trying to spread the word on Ted Cruz, and uh, I'm tiring of the the primaries quickly, tiring of all the, uh, can we just move on? Let's get, let's, you, you know you're not going to put Hillary in jail, so let's just give her the Democratic nomination. Uh, Trump is starting to fail, or falter, I should say. Um, people are actually maybe trying to uh, you know grasp uh, exactly that he's not saying anything; he's just yapping. And uh, let's get us a real candidate, and then let's go move on. So we can get Mr. Obama out of that house fast. Okay? Please? Please? Thank you. So uh, one of the guys that works uh, on the blaze, uh, Brian Knoll, I'm told, has his own little special little Brian Knoll blog. And uh, so New York sends me a link to the Brian Knoll blog. And uh, the caption of this particular uh, writing uh, by Mr. Brian Knoll uh, at com: uh, Birthdays matter, especially yours. <laughs> and... I know you don't know Brian. If you know Brian, you know he's, you know, Mr. Positive, Mr. On Top of the World, Mr. You know, I'm going to get right on that. And I love it. I love it. But his little, I think, birthday celebration, I'll give you a little piece of the clip of the interlude of Brian Knoll blog. I think birthday celebrations are important because whether we're consciously aware of the fact or not, they're reflections of our gratitude for the gift of life. Birthdays are milestones in our lives. We grow with each year we live, and no matter the circumstances, we can always find things to be grateful for. Celebrating this precious gift does not require us to be arrogant or selfish, as some may believe, but it's best when we express our appreciation for family and friends and all the great experiences we've had. I've noticed some young adults dedicate an entire month to their birthdays. Hey, now wait a minute. I can have like a birthday novella. I can celebrate, you know, for weeks on end. 
I, I should have thought of that a long time ago. Right? He's right. To a point. Now, he's right because he writes this on his 27th birthday. All right? I told you that my oldest son was born when I was 28. So I may have written something like this when I was 27. Not really. But close. At 27, you know, life was, you know, just bought a house. And I'm all in love. Everything's got hunky-dory. I've only been kicked in the teeth a few times. So at 27, you know, this is the way you're good for him. Wait a few years, Brian, okay? Wait a few years. You may change your birthdays matter to birthdays suck, especially yours. I'm Brian Knoll. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why am I? And I already thanked you for wishing me happy birthday, right? Okay. I already told you I'm a little off kilter. I don't have my phone. I'm a little shaky. Okay. So just back off me. Back off me. So I'm going through the social media world, and I'm trying to figure out, oh, it's interesting here, what's interesting here. And I see that, oh, my gosh, Twitter shares drop on news of companies' executive shakeup. And they go through this list, and Twitter is just, you know, people are jumping ship left and right. And Dorsey, the CEO, uh, is saying, you know, trying to calm everybody down and saying we're making the big shakeup. But then I remember a few days before that, it talks about, Twitter stopped before all this happened, before they, you know, they started kicking doors down. Uh, Twitter stock is down some 40%. So Jack Dorsey, the CEO, uh, kicked out of the billionaires club. So Jack gets out of the billionaires club on Twitter. And then uh, a few days later, uh, people are getting the boot. I mean, people are uh, changing their lives at Twitter, making, uh, uh, changes, moving on, finding uh, more exciting things to do with your with their lives, working for other other experiences, just not Twitter. So, really, Jack is just like, look, you kick, I'm not a billionaire anymore. You people are gone. Yeah, I'm going to get some people in here that are still going to continue to make me a billionaire, please. So, good luck, Jack. I mean that. Good luck to you. I hope you hope you crank that back up to the billionaire status. And for those of you that are Facebook lovers, and I, I I'm torn. I'm torn. I think I like the only reason I like Twitter better is because it's quick hit and move on. Facebook people, you know, they wanna they wanna explain and they wanna write stories and they wanna tell stories. And I got you know, okay, that's fine. But as far as news and information and moving on, I really I prefer Twitter. I know Facebook is trying to move on. And then Twitter tries to do that with their, you know, well, well, extra long tweets. You can have extra long tweets. No. I mean, you can still have, there's ways for you to have extra long tweets now, but no, Twitter's not supposed to be for that. Okay. Jack, you might want to think about that when you're thinking about you losing your money. Maybe you're trying to do too many big things and catch up to Facebook. You don't need to catch up to Facebook. Okay. Be Twitter. It's a little helpful hint from me. Be yourself. So Facebook and 
our man Zuckerberg, who has not been kicked off that billionaire list, I'll guarantee you that, um, they like to believe that they are, you know, hey, we're Facebook and we're, we love people and we're here for you, okay, and we care about you and we, most importantly, we're Facebook, okay, and what we do is what's important. So, Facebook is now banning private sales of guns on Facebook and Instagram. And it's meant to clamp down on unlicensed gun transactions. Are we really sure that that's a big deal on Facebook? I'm on Facebook quite a bit. I'm on Facebook quite a bit. And I'm trying to remember if I've ever had a post saying, Hey, Jeff, want to buy one of my guns? No. Now, they already say you know, they prohibit offering marijuana and pharmaceuticals and illegal drug sales. Yeah, they prohibit that, but they don't prohibit those ads shoving in your face out along the side in every, every, uh, every down timeline. Shoving ads in your face. They believe that's how they make their money, Jeff. I know. But the big holier-than-thou uh, banning private sales of guns... I don't think that was that really that big of a deal, but it sounds good, doesn't it? You can't sell your private guns anymore on Facebook. Huh. Never knew you were doing that to begin with, but hey, okay. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. Teens and older adults in America are shifting to virtual sex. Choosing pornography because it's less risky than actually having sex, according to a new survey of porn in America. The study, the porn phenomenon, the only area of growth area of why young and older men and women Turning to porn is because they believe a picture or a video is safer than the real thing. Huh? Now, the frightening thing about that is that while, you know, you can believe that and that's, you know, okay, I got it and I I understand it, um, you do lose the... Uh, whole human companionship information communication thing with another human so the farther we get away from that look out have fun right now portions of the secrets and the Porn phenomenon. We're going to get the full report in April. I We will be covering that here on the Jeff Fisher program, the full report of the porn phenomenon. This is just – so this might not even be right. You know how they throw out study stuff and then they give you a headline and then actually it didn't say that in the study? So uh, we'll watch out for that and see if that's actually true. 
Uh, speaking of porn, though, there was a big story uh, earlier. <laughs> speaking of porn, um, there was a big story earlier this week where there was a big uh, funeral in uh, Great Britain, and they had all the people there, and they were. It was sad. Uh, the uh, the funeral of the father and son, the car crash. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember the story now. It was the father and son who died in the car crash, and uh, he had they had a baby born by C-section from the wife in the car crash. It was just horrible. Just yeah, I mean it's just horrible. It's and. Uh, so they had the joint funeral, and everybody was there and crying and said they were going to show a, uh, you know, a memory video of the father and the son and the family, and uh, <laughs> the preacher man is facing the crowd and says, you know, let's roll the the remembrance video and. They push play and it's just some porn movie. <laughs> so sad. All these people ready for this video. There's just a big porn shoot going on. And it lasted for like, you know, they said it, was, it took like three or four minutes to get somebody in there and stop it. And, uh, and they were oh wound up. And I don't blame them at all. But it is something that. I hadn't. Exp- I haven't experienced that before, so might be. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. But we do have some news. Uh, you remember last weekend we had the big uh, Jonas, right? The storm, the storm that uh, up the east coast, and uh, it was going crazy. We were concerned. Heck, it got really worse uh, later Saturday for a lot of the east coast. Uh, so I'm mean, just getting started. People, while when my broadcast was on last week, people were like, there's nothing going on. They shut down all the transportation. There's nothing happening. And then six hours later, they're, you know, snowed in. But uh, the porn site, uh, Pornhub, uh, compiled data uh, over the weekend and uh, noticed a huge spike in porn usage in the areas that were the most snowed in. That makes sense, right? Boston, New York, Philadelphia, all saw huge spikes in uh, porn viewing on Pornhub. Right? Uh, Boston was up uh, you know, 8% on Saturday, 6% Friday and Saturday. New York was up 9% on Saturday. Philadelphia, Philadelphia Friday and Sunday were busy days for Philadelphia. However, the city that broke through the roof, yes, the place that was blasting Pornhub, up 22% on Friday, up 21% on Saturday, up 25% on Sunday, Washington, D.C. So... Congratulations to all the people in Washington, D.C. that are, were snowed in and working for, working for me, working for you, working for us in our capital. Uh, nothing else to do. Hey, let's just watch 
porn. So congratulations to Washington, D.C. for breaking through that. It's an important thing. So I'm reading uh, an article that says uh, they have a, a list of asexual stars who shun sexual intimacy. And, you know, I mean, we, we've all heard the stories and how, you know, people who, uh, you know, say, hey, I don't want to have sex. And it's for energy purposes. And, they, you know, I mean, the you know, the arguments for the monks and the priests and, you know, people trying to, uh, you know, better themselves and reach a higher plane of living uh, all abstain from sex. And, you know, I mean, in the documentary, uh, Rocky, uh, I believe Mick, the trainer, said it best when he said women weaken legs. Very important, right? No sex. Women weaken legs. So I start clicking through the slideshow and I think, well, I just have to do this on the air because it's fascinating to me. Uh, So these stars who are asexual or they're pretending to be. Because Morrissey uh, writes about his 90s relationship with photographer Jake Owen Walters. Uh, in his autobiography, uh, the former singer of the Smiths has said he is celibate. He wrote out his fan site, unfortunately, I am not homosexual. In technical fact, I am humosexual. I'm attracted to humans, but of course not many. Ugh. Lady Gaga? Okay, you know, she said, you'd think... Uh, that her sexy role in the American Horror Story Hotel, Lady Gaga, would be pretty sexually adventurous. Yet Gaga told MTV.com, I can't believe I'm saying this. Don't have sex. It's not really cool anymore to have sex all the time. It's cooler to be strong and independent. It's okay not to have sex. It's okay to get to know people. I'm celibate. Celibacy's he's fine. And then she got engaged to Taylor Kinney. So uh, she moved on from that whole that whole celibate thing. Uh, Janine Garofalo. You could go ahead and write your own jokes with Janine. But uh, she considers herself asexual. And often talks about it in her stand-up act. I don't have a fear of intimacy. I have a sort of genuine lack of interest. Okay. Carl Lagerfeld. And this picture of Carl Lagerfeld that I'm looking at is a tremendous picture of Carl. And uh, those of you that are splashing yourself with foo-foo juice from Carl Lagerfeld and want to smell that Lagerfeld aroma through the house, remember that the German fashion designer Carl Lagerfeld reportedly renounced sex after his partner, Jacques de Bachur, passed away in 1989. I actually didn't know that. Um, Lagerfeld owns a red point Berman cat which he said he would marry if it were legal (laughs) okay easy Carl you know the family is like holy crap he's going to give everything to the cat Richard Simmons love Richard exercise guru Richard Simmons calls himself a loner and lives in the Hollywood Hills with two maids and his Dalmatians Richard Claims there are sacrifices you have to make. I don't have a lot to offer one person. I have a lot to offer to a lot of people. Thank you, Richard. Appreciate it. Love you. Tim Gunn. I love Tim Gunn. 
from Project Runway. I, Tim is great. And uh, he claims that uh, he's gay, but uh, he hasn't been in a romantic relationship in over 30 years. So, and he's talked about this uh, several different places. Uh, and he's he, a couple, the last time I think he was, he's getting tired of talking about it. Um, he's, and he's, I mean, I don't know Tim, and I wish I would love to meet him. Uh, I love Project Runway. I'm forced to watch it, but I, you know, look, I am fashion. I think we all know that. I mean, you watch the Blaze Television Network, you know, I am fashion. It's clear. It's clearly. And, uh, I would love to meet Tim. And uh, he just, the one interview he talked about, uh, look, I just, I don't have time. Uh, I haven't found anybody that, uh, he was in some big relationship, you know, 30 years ago. And I guess I guess it broke his heart. It broke his heart. So uh, he wanted to, he's just, he's just kind of moved on from that for now. He's too busy and he's not worried about it. And, uh, you know, good for him. Good for him. Ralph Nader. Political activist, born in 1934, never married. He told a colleague in the 70s that he either had to have a wife or a career. He couldn't handle both. Uh, there's no wife in his uh, in his world, so he took the career. Right, Mike Skinner of uh, British band The Streets has publicly stated that he is asexual. But he did get married in 2010 after his wife birthed their daughter in 2009. <laughs> in this story, it says, fun fact, sometimes asexual people have sex, get married, and have children. <laughs> Sun Ra. American jazz musician Sun Ra was known for his experimental music and cosmic philosophy. He led a life of no indulgences, eating very little food, not partaking in recreational drugs and reportedly never having sex. He's dead. He died at <laughs> he died at seventy nine in nineteen ninety three. So he lived a pretty good life, right? All right, he did. Yes. Emily Autumn, glam rock singer, violinist, uses humor and sexuality in her shows to mock things that are going on socially and politically. But offstage, she has described herself as asexual. She said that she doesn't have anything against sex, however. No. No. I, I don't want to let you. Don't make me think that you have anything against it. Paula Poundstone. Ooh. And this picture, Paula, you've had a little too much work done, baby. You, I've met Paula Poundstone a couple of times. And she's actually pretty funny uh, in person. Uh, and she's funny on stage, no question. She's got, you know, she's got some good bits. Um But I think she's adopted kids and stuff because this story talks about uh, she identifies as asexual and says that not being interested in sex is a huge time saver. I mean, that's a Paula Poundstone joke, but I think she's adopted kids or something. I got to look Paula up because anyway, this picture of Paula has got to be, I don't know how old it is, but she's since the last time I've seen Paula, which has probably been 10 years ago, maybe, maybe 15 years ago. Uh, she's had some serious work done. Paula, take it easy, baby. Nikola Tesla. Don't be fooled by the scientist. Tesla is believed to have been asexual and celibate for his entire life. 
Wow. I didn't know that about Tesla. And that, that's a perfect example of using uh, the energy that uh, your body has for a higher purpose. Right? I mean, that's a good argument for that, to stay asexual. Now, those of you that are married with children, just consider yourself, you know, I don't know, happy American, good enough, happy earthling that has sex, and you can look at all the people that don't have sex and just shake your head and go, I'm not sure why they would do that. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. It is that on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. If you want to participate, you can always follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA. Look, uh, not a lot, left, lot of time left in this hour, so we'll just we'll give you one more porn story, okay? Uh, accident, early Sunday morning, 3.30. Michigan State Police Troopers were called to the ramp of the Lodge of Southbound I-75, on a one-car accident, the preliminary investigation revealed the driver of the car was watching a movie behind the wheel. The driver was not wearing a seatbelt when he lost control and rolled the car. He was partially ejected through the sunroof and died on scene. Tragic story. On Tuesday, speaking to the state police, Fox 2, about a different story, the state police revealed that the man who had died on the I-75 ramp was watching porn and masturbating while driving. And he didn't have any pants on at the time of the crash. So, please, dear Lord, don't drive and porn. Okay, just don't drive and porn. It's a helpful hint from me. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. If you'd like to participate, you don't have to, though. Mike Opelka, Pure Opelka, coming up immediately following this broadcast. I think I heard through the grapevine. I don't know what the special gift is today that he could be giving away on the show. I'm told that he has a special prize pack of like halls and ricolas, and uh, you know maybe maybe some maybe some uh, you know some Dayquil going on. Uh, you know, just it's the cold and flu season. You know, 
So uh, it is possible that he's just going to be giving a special pharmacy giveaway pack. I'm not sure, though. That's just what I heard through the grapevine. So you never know. Just listen in to Michael Pelka, Piero Pelka, immediately following this broadcast and see if you can become a winner. Then uh, we have a little bit of a rewind of the best Jay Severin coming up. And then Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, and Joe Paggs all live Saturdays on the Blaze Radio Network. Sundays, you got a little Bill Handel, Jackie D with some energy. Actually, Jackie has some fascinating interviews with some people who are top players in the energy field. And uh, especially now with uh, oil you know, tanking, and uh, the lowest price I've seen in uh, my neck of the woods is one thirty nine a gallon, something like that. So, I mean, oil is just tanking, and uh, economies around the world are suffering. And so, you know, it's important that, uh, you know, she uh, will have some people who will tell you what to expect and what's happening in the future on that show. And then Monday through Friday, uh, you know, hello, uh, Doc and Skip, Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, Jay Severin, Patton Stew. You need not go anywhere else but the Blaze Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA. Uh, Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. And, of course, Instagram, JeffyMRA. So life in the drone age. Life in the drone age. Have you seen drones flying over your neighborhood yet? Have you seen neighbors playing with their drones in the yard and in the streets trying to figure out what's going on? Have you seen people trying to think that it's the new outlet? So we've got a guy here at the Mercury Studios that uh, he, uh, I think he has two pretty good-sized drones now, one of the, two of the bigger ones. And he's got the cameras hooked up, and he's been practicing with his tablet to uh, film uh, with them. So, I mean, I believe he's been used on a couple of projects now because he's one of the, you know, one of the beginners uh, that broke out and said, I'm going to teach myself how to do this and uh, has been using, you know, filming stuff for, you know, local areas. So if you, there's a little helpful hint, if you need a job, if you're out and you think, man, I wish I could find a way to make some money. There you go. Uh, get yourself a drone and a tablet and start filming stuff for people. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm sure that there's uh, go out and sell your wares. And there's probably real estate uh, tycoons, companies that would use your, your, your help in filming their properties with your drones. Just make sure you do it right. I watched uh, one guy run. A <laughs> he was so mad. Oh, my gosh. He was so mad. He's filming some stuff here at the studio. And I'd never met him before. I don't know. I don't know who he is, but he's here filming some stuff with his, with his drone, and he's got the camera on and he's filming it. And they're doing something with Glenn, and I'm not. I don't know what the deal was, and I'm not sure why we were using him. I'm not sure why he was here. If he was doing it on his own time, or what. I, mean, I don't know. Understand the complete why he was here, because we do have people that can do that. But this guy was here, and he was showing off his drones and filming. And so he was going to come down the center of the Mercury Studios and go up over this, uh, go up over this thing, and then come back down again. And so he practices, and he goes up, and it's everything slow motion. He goes up over and comes back down, and then they realize, okay, well, we're going to come around this corner and go up and down, and that's how we're going to film it. And uh, so no problem. And so he comes around the corner and he goes up, and he comes up, but he drops down too soon as he goes over this uh this walkway and the drone crashes 
on the top of this walkway and then slams down. Oh, my gosh, was he mad. (laughs) He was pissed. I mean, the drone was crashes. I don't. I don't even know. I mean, he had to, obviously had to fix it. The camera cracked. I mean, he was not happy, and uh, everybody was like, "Well, you know, sorry, but uh, you know, you're the one driving, dude. Sorry." So anyway, be careful while you're doing it. Know what you're doing. Have a little practice first. Okay. Okay. Good. Need to do that. But get ready for it. Because they're on the way. And I just watched a video uh, this weekend of uh, kids uh, drone boarding. Uh, obviously, there's a you know, serious weight limit to drone boarding unless you've got a, you know, a 747 drone. Uh, they're not going, if you're an adult, that drone is probably not going to be pulling you on your, on your board. But uh, the kids were being pulled with the drone you know, down the road and through the yard. Uh, you just hook a rope onto that drone and let it and fire it up, and then just have it pull you. It was, looks like it'd be pretty fun. Uh, be fun something for you and the kids to do in the winter. Drone boarding, okay? And uh, you've got uh, you know Amazon are getting ready. They want to they want to start delivering stuff with drones, and they've got a big, uh, big center uh, not far from uh, us here at the Mercury Studios, and in particular, uh, uh, you know where where we live. And uh, there'll be there's going to be drones everywhere. I'm I'm actually looking forward to seeing how it's going to work um, with drones flying around delivering packages. And I know Google or Alphabet uh, they have a drone delivery project which they're trying to uh, you know patent for their delivery receptacle. Now, see that's the whole thing. I don't think that they're I don't think that they're uh, patenting the drone. What they're patenting is the delivery receptacle uh, so that when companies like Amazon, UPS, whatever other companies are going to be delivering with drones, they're going to need that receptacle to deliver packages, right? And so Google is like, okay, we're on it. Uh, Use our delivery receptacle, okay? Because anybody else, we've already got ours done. So um, we'll see if... uh, We'll see if this is going to actually be pulled off. There's going to have to be some kind of uh, some kind of weird regulations happening because and I, and Jeff, you want big government? No. What I want is safe airwaves over my neighborhood. That's what I want. Okay, sitting on my back porch in the Metroplex, uh, I can look up and. The DFW airport is over there, straight ahead from my back porch. Uh, Love Field is over there, off to, you know, about 10 o'clock from my back porch. And about uh, at the 9 o'clock from my back porch is Alliance Airport. So at any one time, there's at least one and up to, I think the most I've seen in my vision for my back porch is like seven or eight planes in the air at all times. A planes, helicopters, I mean, they're flying over the Metroplex. Added to that, uh, drones flying around, and I got you, they're not as high, but they're still drones flying around over neighborhoods, delivering packages. 
Um, I would like. I just want to feel safe. That's all. I just want safety. So, I want my kids to be able to play in the backyard and not have to worry about the alphabet uh, delivery receptacle breaking off of the drone and dropping on their head with uh, you know a set of plates for Millie across the street. <laughs> just, I don't want that to happen. Okay, because it's darn going to happen. You can count on that. And then we have the bigger drones. I mean, when, when when you and I are talking about drones and drone deliveries, we're talking about the smaller ones. You know, small table-sized drones uh, that carry, you know, maybe 50 pounds, something like that. The government drones, obviously, are, you know, airport-sized drones. And uh, we've been using those forever uh, around the world. And those are, in particular, dangerous machines. I mean, we've been killing people left and right all over the world with those. And I'm sure, I, I'm almost positive that they haven't been monitoring us here in the United States with them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I made myself laugh. Just a little bit. Of course they have. My gosh, they can tell us no all they want. But you know that they have. Okay. And now, uh, one of the big things, we've got the Super Bowl coming up uh, this next weekend. And uh, I'm going to be out in San Francisco. We're going out to San Francisco to do the, uh, wait a minute, where is the, uh, where, what's the name of the thing? Hold on, i got to remember the name of what we're going to be at. Um, uh, the Super Bowl breakfast hosted by Athletes in Action uh, out in San Francisco next weekend. Uh, we're going to do that, and it's going to air on the Blaze Television Network on Sunday, uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, we're all the shows going out. Uh, Glenn, Pat, Stu, and myself are going out to San Francisco, and we're going to be a part of the athletes in action, and we're going to uh, have some interviews and watch some of the speeches and stuff that's going on at the uh, at the breakfast. Uh, there's going to be super NFL players. It'll be really fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Now, am I going to the Super Bowl itself? I'll let you know. I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no. I'll let you know. But security, if you've ever gone to a, a big event similar to the Super Bowl. Yeah, there's nothing ever similar to the Super Bowl. Okay, I got it. If you've gone to big events, uh, you know, security is heavy. And uh, the Super Bowl security is no joke. I mean, the, the last Super Bowl I went to um, – as you know, even just as the press, they they're going to put your bags in a separate room. They're sniffing it with dogs. They're checking it all out, and you're standing in line going, "This guy here next to me has been on TV for 50 years. I'm pretty sure he's not going to do anything bad." But uh, security is really heavy, and now they're worried about the uh, fiber optics and uh, drone attacks. So not only do we have uh, you know. Security from uh, everywhere else. We now are employing the FAA to make sure that uh, we don't have any drone attacks for the Super Bowl as well. So good luck. God bless with that. And then my favorite Super Bowl story uh, so far, and there'll be more because obviously the next couple of weeks is just, uh, you know, Super Bowl intense uh, stories because that's what's happening. Game of the century, the Denver Broncos and the Carolina Panthers. And everybody's, most people are rooting for Peyton Manning to get his second Super Bowl victory. And yet, 
Cam Newton in Carolina, they want that young whippersnapper who has the ego through the roof to be knocked down a peg or two from Peyton. And I wonder who they're rooting for in San Francisco since uh, they realized as they were setting up the field at uh, Levi Stadium, uh, the field crew uh, set up the field and they took a few pictures and the press were like, um, you know you have the Denver Broncos painted on both end zones, right? There's two teams playing. Uh, one end zone is supposed to be the Carolina Panthers and the other one is the Denver Broncos. Uh, wait, what? Yeah, uh, we just took a couple of pictures of the field, and uh, both end zones are for Denver. Oh, I guess I'll just have to fix it. Really sorry. So uh, I think we have an idea of who the grounds crew, anyway, is rooting for for the Super Bowl. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. Panic! Panic in the air! Panic! So, when flying on any airline, you know, this this story is about American Airlines. And I know a couple of American Airlines pilots, and they're both, you know, good men. And I, and I, I love They're good friends of Mars. I love, I love them. But American Airlines has had such an issue lately, and I, I don't understand what the deal is. However... This has never happened to me flying. I've had rowdy passengers on planes before, you know, where you just sit down, shut up, go sit down uh, before they start call security and have to turn the plane around or they'll be taking you off when we land. Okay, shut up. We've all had that. But I haven't had um, this week uh, two planes uh, for American uh, crew and passengers. Uh, suffered from some sort of mystery illness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a flight from Brazil to the United States. Uh, three members of the staff became ill. And they landed in the... Okay, we're going to land. We're going to put it down. And then the second one... left Rio de Janeiro for Miami and, uh, Oh no, we're going to land in Brazil and we're going to land in Brazil. That's it. Uh, no problem. We're going to land in Brazil. And then, Oh, that was the first one from Rio de Janeiro. Then, uh, then they landed in in Brazil and the second one, uh, left London turned around. Uh, no, uh, we're done. Have a nice day. Turn it around. Now, no, I mean, if I'm on a plane and all of a sudden the crew is starting to get sick, uh, no, we need to find a place to land this bad boy right now. Okay? Now, passengers, you know, yeah, you know, you got to turn around, but on the other hand, you want to get to your destination, right? So, I mean, is are, are the... You know, yep, okay, Millie's sick. Sorry about that, Millie. Uh, we'll put you in quarantine over there. But uh, we want to get to our destination. We're all going to Miami, and that's where we want to end up. We don't want to end up in Boise, okay? But I've never had anybody get really, you know, anything like that happen. 
I've been delayed, you know, at uh, security. I've been uh, delayed, had the doors shut in my face at the runway, and that is agonizing experience in itself. People, you know, fighting on the plane. Uh, the one guy was amazing. He was drunk and he was trying to, he was busy trying to hit on this girl. And uh, in the end, he started, they asked him to sit down and he was go back to his seat and uh, he didn't want to go. And I w- one guy beat me to the punch because I was, I was at the point of sit down. And the guy in front of me stood up and just went, dude, go sit down. And uh, off he went. He shuffled his way back to his little seat. It was fantastic. And uh, that was it. He just sat there with his tail between his legs the rest of the flight. But you start thinking about people getting sick. Now, for you conspiracy theorists out there, uh, it's test runs of illnesses on planes. Okay. I'll give you that. Uh, I'll give you that. But uh, the reaction was fine, and people all lived. Okay. All right. Now, speaking of tail between their legs, a maverick surgeon has announced that he has successfully put one monkey's head on another monkey's body. He claims we're now one step closer to the first human head transplant. He wants to do that now since he's been working with scientists in China and South Korea on mice, monkeys, and human cadavers. It's important that people stop thinking this is impossible. The head transplant surgery involves cooling both bodies to a very low temperature and cutting the neck and spinal cord with an exceptionally sharp knife. Nah, you know what? Just use that rusty old saw over there. Just cut that thing and we'll try to put it back together on the other side. Okay? With an exceptionally sharp knife. Thank you. Why don't we use, I don't know, lasers? Just a thought. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Fisher. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Jacob, you're on the program. Welcome to it. How are you? Hey, Jeff. I'm doing pretty good, sir. What's up? Uh, just uh, tuned in to you. I was hearing you were talking about a little bit about uh, diseases and whatnot, and I just wanted to touch on uh, everybody said the Ebola is gone, right? It's up history. You don't even worry about it. I don't know why you ought to just set you. You're, yeah. This is Jacob from uh, uh, the outbreak. website, right? Yeah, from Ebola Outbreak Map dot com. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, you should just shut that down. It's over. No more Ebola. Yeah, well, that's what you think, right? But we just had two new cases just last week in Sierra Leone. Um, a lady died from it. it. Was a college student in Sierra Leone. She died, and her aunt's got it now, and they're treating her. And they're, like, tracking down all the people that were exposed to it. And she died the 14th of January. <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing at her death, but 
Yeah. It, it's pretty bad that it's still out there. Yeah. So anyway, well, I, are, are, so I should need to be concerned about that on my airplanes now? If you're, if you, yeah, if you're going over to Europe and you're seeing some refugees from Africa, that, that could be a possible concern because she vomited in three different taxi cabs in Sierra Leone. That was the 14th. She died the 14th. So the incubation period is, they said, 21 days. So right. the 14th she died. So that could be apprehended 20, 21 days past that. And, of course, her aunt cared for her, and she washed her body. Because she died, it was a Muslim burial they gave her, so her family members washed her body down. Right, and they they weren't using any any protective gear at all during that time, and so that's correct. And she was her aunt was one of them happened to get Ebola just uh, the twenty first of this month. So so that's going on over there, and there's a big riot over there in Sierra Leone because they want to force the quarantines, and police actually shot three people over there because they were rioting about trying to quarantine people over there. So, it's so like, I should cancel my vacation plans this year, Leon, well, is what you're telling Europe, me. If you're going to Europe, you know, if you're going over to uh, the big hub over there, it's because Paris and Calais and all that stuff, just something to be aware of what's going on because it hasn't been 21 days yet, you know, because it's waiting for more news, who all the who's <laughs> cracking them all down over there. All right, you're bringing me down now. All the, all the information is on the website, uh, eddiebulaoutbreakmap.com. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Jacob. He's bringing me down. Okay. I was all ready to go on vacation to Sierra Leone. And then I was going to, you know, take a movie jaunt to Paris. And, uh, you know, just kind of hang out. And now I got nothing. I can't go anywhere. It's too much stuff in the air. Bad stuff. I can't take a cab at Sierra Leone. But when I get to the airport, what am I supposed to do? Just stay at the airport? I mean, I can't take a cab. I don't know which cab's been barfed in from Ebola humans. It's so bad. It's so bad. And now we're working about, uh, I mean, I should have asked him about the, we got the Zeta virus everywhere, making its way from Central America up to the Americas, into the United States. Zeta virus. And they're saying, you know, pregnant women, they're telling people in, in South America, hey, um, well, if you, I know you're thinking about getting pregnant and you're married and everything and you want to have uh, kids, but uh, let's, how about not? Let's not do that right now until we figure out what we're doing with this whole Zeta virus thing. Because, uh, look, we don't have any kind of uh, we don't have any kind of way to cure it, uh, and uh, we may start working on that. They're working on some kind of antivirus, uh, you know, in this time, sometime this year, maybe. Right now, we got nothing though, so um, don't have any kids. And uh, look, be careful when you get bit. You know, don't try not to get bit by the mosquitoes. Okay, and. Uh, and then we'll be okay, all right? And look, I, we know the cases are just, you know, adding up and people are getting sick. But don't, look, don't worry about it. It's fine. Although it's been all over South America and now Central America, and now we're bringing, you know, it's coming into the United States. Don't worry about it, though. Do not worry about it because it's fine. We got everything under control, even though we don't. We don't know how to cure it. We don't have any antivirus, and we're going to try to get to that sometime in a year or so, Maybe. We can, you know, if we can find the time, <laughs> boy, I wish we could find the time to try to figure out what the heck that Zeta virus is, but, uh, <laughs> nope, can't find the time now. I was all ready to go to London too. I saw a great piece of art display in London and this artist 
has been leaving these twin dolls uh, in the London subway centers uh, for the past for the past week or so, maybe even a little bit longer now. Um, it they are really freaky looking. Uh, they're crafted to look like uh, the Britain's Victorian era, and he's got them on you know the stairs, and they're in one of the you know one of the tubes, one of the subway cars, or they're on the platform, or they're just outside, uh, just outside the entrance, and some of the looks on the people's faces of the pictures as they walk around these dolls are priceless, priceless. They are really, really cool. Because think about how you'd feel. These dolls are about, I don't know, four feet, four, four or five feet tall. And they're really kind of freaky looking. And they've got that, you know, that doll eye stare thing going on. And uh, the artist is making them up because they um uh, he believes the artist believes that uh, I believe we are moving toward a future where theme park attractions not only give you a physical experience, but also play with your mind and concept of what is real. Okay. Uh, Darren Brown. Now, these are all just a promo piece for an upcoming horror exhibition at Thorpe Park. So there's going to be this great, well, we're going to have to, we'll, I'll talk to you about the uh, horror exposition at uh, Thorpe Park. We have got to get some pictures of what's going on at the horror exposition. That would be fun to go to. But seeing these dolls around are really, in America, they probably, hey, look, today... The dolls were shot 20 times. (laughs) Yes, they've been stabbed 35 times on the subway. But here are the dolls laying on the floor. Uh, In in London, the people are just walking by them going, okay, uh, we're just going to walk around them. kind of creepy. And it does look, uh, it does look really creepy. They look great, though, but they are creepy. And if you're just out walking the street, especially those of you who are, you know, in the cities, you know, you walk downtown, you're going to lunch, you're taking the trains, you're taking the, you know, you're taking whatever mass transit it is. And then here's these four foot dolls just standing there staring. And one is one is holding another little baby. And one of the scenes you see where they they're pushing a little baby carriage. So you got you know in the baby baby carriages the baby doll, I mean this is really creepy. So that's something to look forward to the horror, the horror gathering in Thorpe Park. <laughs> we'll go to the horror theme park. Yeah, let's do that. Why not? Just go. But I love the uh, the real life art exhibits on the street because that really exi- that for the artists. I mean that's what they want, right? That's what you want. You want to create that that whole. Ugh, that feeling, that whole gut reaction of whether it's good or bad, 
just want to create it. And so good for him. Good for him. We'll be talking a little bit more about the old horror exhibit. I guarantee you that because I want to see some of the some of the ex- exhibits, see exactly what uh, what they're talking about on the old horror stands. I'll tell you that right now. Now, one of the things I teased on my Twitter account at JeffyMRA and my Facebook page Jeff Fisher Radio was big butts are healthier. Wait. What? That's what the study says. Okay? That's what the study says. Now, they also talk a little bit about, there's a, another story that, you know, coincided with this one about, uh, hey, these are things that only people, girls with big butts will understand. And well, maybe I might go through some of those because I found it was funny that right after, I mean, right there, it must have been marketing. Because first there's a study on how healthy big butts are. And then here's another story about girls with big butts. That's the only thing that they will understand. Now, the results found that women with bigger backsides tend to have lower levels of cholesterol and are more likely to produce hormones to metabolize sugar. Huh? Come on now. So, therefore, women with big butts are less likely to have diabetes or heart problems. Having a big buck requires an excess of omega-3 fats, which have been proven to catalyze brain development. What? The researchers also found that children born to women with wider hips are intellectually superior to the children of slimmer, less curvy mothers. (laughs) Oh, man. The study analyzed data from 16,000 women. Huh? Uh, having a big butt also favors leptin levels in the female body, which is a hormone responsible for regulating the weight. A horm- and a, and a dinopectina and the dinopectina, a hormone with anti-inflammatory, vascular, protective, and anti-diabetic attributes. Huh? I mean, that's who didn't know that? Huh? Man, what are you? Stupid. I mean, dinopectina, everyone knows, is a hormone with anti-inflammatory, vascular protective, and anti-diabetic attributes. (laughs) Right? This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Is the Jeff Fisher Show? Welcome to it. 888-900-3393. So, I see a tweet here from Mike Opelka uh, at Stuntbrain, uh, and he. Uh, I see this after I went on a little bit about the Zeta virus. So, apparently, you're going to. He's going to have uh, a big time doctor on to talk a little bit about the Zika virus on the uh, Michael Pelka Piero Pelka broadcast immediately following this broadcast. On the Blaze Radio Network. So I'm sure he's going to go a little bit more in-depth than my saying that, hey, we don't have any uh, vaccine, we don't have any antivirus, and, uh, you know, good luck, God bless. 
Uh, that's just the way it is. Uh, good luck. God bless. So uh, you can tune in for that, and actually you might learn something, although I already told you there's no cure. And it's coming up from Central America, so be careful, okay? I already told you that. But you'll hear it from a doctor, and it'll make it sound more important for you. <laughs> okay, whatever. So I'm looking at this uh, London Toy Fair, and I was looking at some of the you know best tech toys from the Toy Fair, and uh, how cool is that to have the London Toy Fair going on and then having the dolls in the subway while you're going to the Toy Fair? Huh? Promoting the horror show? Nice. Good plan. And uh, I, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, drones uh, earlier in the broadcast, and one of the cool picks was uh, the micro-drones that they have at the toy fair. So, I mean, they're already, you know, building up, but the coolest one was, uh, the little drones of that, uh, can film underwater. So how cool is that? The little cool and they underwater. Come on now. That is good tech. That is good tech. So, although, you know, it's a toy fair and, you start thinking about micro drones and filming underwater. Ah, let yourself figure it out. Just know that you don't want your kids playing with it all the time. Okay, uh, but it will be some mean some cool shots uh, underwater coming from the micro drones. Can't even go to a can't even go to a public pool anymore without having these damn micro drones shooting on me. Stop it, please. And a lot of really cool tech stuff. I'll tweet the uh, the story out from the uh, from the uh, tech toys from the London Toy Fair, and you can get a look at what uh, what's coming because it ain't GI Joe. I guarantee you that it may be GI Joe, but it's GI Joe riding a micro drone. Okay, so you can live with that. All right, have a great week. Uh, don't forget uh, the new uh, the new. Show of the Glenn Beck program starts Monday with a brand new broadcast and a new show and from a new stage. Yeah, just a tease for you. All new show Monday on the Glenn Beck program, radio and a blaze television. Uh, thanks a lot. Have a great week. We'll see you back here next week. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking, has anyone, has anyone told you you look good today? No? Well, doggone it, you do. You look great. You do. I mean that. You look great. Now you're, you're not really going to wear what you're wearing all day, are you? Okay. Looks good on you. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. the jeff fisher show welcome to it 888-900-3393 so 
I see a tweet here from Mike Opelka uh, at Stuntbrain. Uh, and he, uh, I see this after I went on a little bit about the Zeta virus. So apparently you're going to, he's going to have uh, a big time doctor on to talk a little bit about the Zika virus on the uh, Mike Opelka, Piero Opelka broadcast immediately following this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. So I'm sure he's going to go a little bit more in-depth than my saying that, hey, we don't have any uh, vaccine, we don't have any antivirus, and, uh, you know, good luck, God bless. Uh, that's just the way it is. Uh, good luck, God bless. So uh, you can tune in for that, and actually you might learn something, although I already told you there's no cure. And it's coming up from Central America, so be careful, Okay. I already told you that. But you'll hear it from a doctor, and it'll make it sound more important for you. (laughs) Okay, whatever. So I'm looking at this uh, London Toy Fair, and I was looking at some of the, you know, best tech toys from the Toy Fair. And uh, how cool is that to have the London Toy Fair going on and then having the dolls in the subway while you're going to the Toy Fair? Huh? Promoting the horror show? Nice. Good plan. And uh, I, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, drones uh, earlier in the broadcast, and one of the cool picks was uh, the micro drones that they have at the toy fair. So, I mean, they're already you know building up, but the coolest one was uh, the little drones of, that uh, can film underwater. So, how cool is that? The little cool and they underwater. Come on now. That is good tech. That is good tech. So, although, you know, it's a toy fair and you start thinking about micro drones and filming underwater, uh, let yourself figure it out. Just know that you don't want your kids playing with it all the time. Okay. Uh, but it will be some, mean some cool shots uh, underwater coming from the micro drones. Can't even go to a can't even go to a public pool anymore without having these damn micro drones shooting on me. Stop it, please. And a lot of really cool tech stuff. I'll tweet the uh, the story out from the uh, from the uh, tech toys from the London Toy Fair, and you can get a look at what uh, what's coming because it ain't GI Joe. I guarantee you that it may be GI Joe, but it's GI Joe riding a micro drone. Okay. So you can live with that. All right. Have a great week. Uh, don't forget uh, the new uh, the new show of the Glenn Beck program starts Monday with a brand new broadcast and a new show and from a new stage. Yeah. Just a tease for you. All new show Monday on the Glenn Beck program, radio and ablaze television. Uh, thanks a lot. Have a great week. We'll see you back here next week. And, um, you know, I was just thinking, has anyone, has anyone told you you look good today? No? Well, doggone it, you do. You look great. You do. Mean that. You look great. Now you're, you're not really going to wear what you're wearing all day, are you? Okay. Looks good on you. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.